welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it! Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Punch It, episode 68. My name is Charlene Schmidt, and with me, as always, is... Tristan Riddell. Tristan, I am so excited for what we're talking about this week because it has been the subject of rage arguments on the internet since 1996, and it's still going strong. We're opening a massive can of worms, and that's the subject of Tuvix. We're going to do another what if, and we're going to talk about how the show would be different if he had lived. I was so jazzed last week from our what if scenario from with what if Tasha Yar survived and what if she was on TNG for the rest of the run all seven seasons that when you and I were talking about what we we're supposed to do this week or what we could do this week and that came to mind I was scared that it was too similar but then you're just like nope screw it we got to do it and <laughs> I'm so glad that we are doing it today because it, it's it's too like you said Duvix it's was how many years ago? 22 now oh my god 22 years ago 22 years ago Catherine Janeway made the decision to split up Tuvix back into the original form of Tuvok and Neelix and move forward with the show and people are still talking about it today just last week I saw an argument on Twitter about Janeway's decision on and if it was moral and if it wasn't and of course it was completely polarized people were saying like no Janeway is a murderer then other people saying no no you're wrong you're an idiot you know it's just absolutely crazy how heated we get after a fictional decision that happened 22 years ago on a tv show yeah that is how I guess controversial this whole argument is I see it as there there was no way Janeway could win. It's a tough no. decision either way. You are going to have the people that agree with it and the people that disagree with it, and it's going to make you think. And I guess in that sense, Tuvix did its job. But before we get into that, we've got a couple of things, some orders of business that we've got to get out of the way. So let's tackle that first. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we want to update you guys on the GoFundMe campaign that we started last week. If you listened to last week's episode, you know the, the whole story. Uh, we'll give it to you again real briefly. We're not going to focus a lot of time on it. The nerdparty.com got hit with a legal claim and uh, we're fighting back. Uh, we don't want to be pushed around and so we are uh, using every method that we can to fight back and we're using social media as well as GoFundMe and PayPal in order to help get donations because every single donation that, that is being given to the nerd party is going to be used for our legal defense fund and we cannot go into specifics about what exactly happened because it is ongoing. Right. Uh, hopefully down the road we will be able to give you some more details. If not, we'll be able to speak in a general way because there's a lot of podcasters and bloggers and everybody who have actually reached out to me for more details and I sadly couldn't give them to them, but they wanted to know how they could better protect themselves in this new online world that we exist. And we are definitely going to do that where even if we can't give specifics, we will at least do that. So yeah, because if it could happen to us, it can happen to anybody out there. And that's basically what we've been saying because it's true. If you have a blog, if you have a podcast, if you have a website with patrons, or even if you're selling non-copyrighted merchandise in a store, 
this could happen to you. So you need to protect yourself and we are protected, but it wasn't enough at the time. So we're trying to raise $8,100. That's a lot of money. But one thing that happened was in one week, less than one week, a work week, five days, we raised a fourth of our goal. All right. With over a thousand on GoFundMe and over a thousand in private donations, we're at a fourth of our goal, and it's all thanks to you guys. It's it's the people listening to our voices right now. It's the people who follow us on social media, and also our good friends over at Trek.fm, and many other podcasting networks that have helped spread the word. They've talked about it on their podcast. They've written about it on their blogs. They've used the hashtag TNP Fight on their social media accounts and we are asking you guys to do the same and if you can help us keep the momentum going please go to gofundme.com slash the nerd party again that's gofundme.com slash the nerd party if for some reason you don't want to use gofundme for whatever reason you can use paypal at paypal.me slash the nerd party again that's paypal.me slash the nerd party and we really do thank you guys for all that you're doing and if you can't give please help spread the word Yeah, I've seen a lot of retweets. I've seen a lot of people saying, hey, help these guys out, that sort of a thing. The support has been fantastic, phenomenal. Anything that you can do, it really is, it is helping and it will help. So thank you all. Absolutely. And you can find us on social media and you can, if you want to retweet or share anything on Facebook or Twitter, it's the top post in all of our social media channels. So if you go to facebook.com slash the nerd party, you can find it there and you can find us on Twitter at join nerd party. But that's enough business for right now. So let's just go ahead and go into the show. I'm I'm itching to talk about Tuvix. Well, let's scratch this itch then. Let's get to it. Let's get into it. Let's talk some Tuvix. So in this scenario, in this what if, we have to take out the real life scenario that there's actors contracts. things. The world of TV is very different today where regular characters get killed off all the time. But back in the day... These guys were signing multiple year contracts because Star Trek was one of the very few series that were somewhat secure. I mean, they kind of, they expected seven years and seven years that they got. So with the exception of the fact that uh, unless Tim Russ wanted off the show and Ethan Phillips wanted off the show at the same Mm -hmm. time, this was never going to happen. And behind the scenes, I've heard that the actor who played Tuvix didn't necessarily get along that well with the cast. Let's take all of that out. Everything was hunky-dory, and this guy's going to come in. It's a different world, and Tuvix is going to stay in this very pivotal moment on Voyager. It's going to change a lot about the show. I mean, removing two main characters? That's pretty insane. I don't think that's ever really happened before in Star Trek, where two main characters beat it at the same time and for those of you who don't quite remember uh, we definitely do recommend you go back and and watch Tuvix from Voyager or at least read the summary Tuvix was the product of a uh, union a transporter accident between Neelix and Tuvok and an orchid or something like that yes and and so like it merged them all together and then out popped a snappy new dresser known as Tuvix who had shared both of their memories but was a brand new personality and he he was that way for a couple of weeks I think for a while I think it might have even been more than a couple of weeks because he was really starting to really get himself comfortable with the crew yeah he was integrating well and uh, Janeway even said that he was a better cook than Neelix and uh, (laughs) but then the doctor found a way to separate Tuvix and bring Tuvok and Neelix back and then thus is the controversy where Tuvix said I don't want to die you can't make me do this and Janeway made him do it 
and thus 22 years later we're still talking about it that's right yeah who has the right to live do tuvok and neelix have the right to live as individual beings does tuvix have the right to live because he's the one that's here now now we don't need to go into that argument we're just going with tuvix lives so the doctor never figured it out this is just the new situation we've we're going to do what the borg do and we're going to adapt It makes me wonder, actually, I've been thinking about it a little bit, and it would have been so easy for the writers to free Janeway of all ethical ramifications if he got into an accident or if he was on an away mission and he was about to die or he got killed or something like that where like, maybe he got hit with a phaser beam or he got crushed by a bunch of rocks. doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But it like at the end of the episode, he's in danger or he's close to dying. And then the doctor says, well, I can still perform the procedure. And then Tuvok says, please, please, at least somebody else can live or something like that. It would have been so easy to do that. And then we wouldn't be talking about this 22 years later. Right. It makes me wonder why they didn't do that. I think that these writers wanted to ask the hard questions. That's what great Star Trek does is that it asks the hard moral questions and it doesn't always answer them. That's true. That's true. Star Trek at its best does not give you the answers. It just makes you want to think. And this episode, it does. <laughs> so, so, okay. what? How do we want to tackle this? What do we want to look at? So we made the decision. It's the end of the episode. It's boom. It's never going to happen. But doctor's going to keep working. Blah, 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 blah. So everybody yeah. has to make their peace with it. What does that first year look like? Does he continue to be chief of security? Is he chef part-time? I think he continues to be the chief of security and then gets another chef. Like he, he finds somebody to take his place. Maybe that's when Chell, or I think, yeah, takes over. the bullion. Yeah, you know what? Maybe he, yeah, has he kind of has a little side gig for a while where maybe he trains Chell. And does that mean maybe that Chell becomes more of a semi regular character then as the chef? Oh, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, I Wouldn't think people it? would enjoy that. I don't know if he would be. I think he would be a lot like Garrick, where he wouldn't necessarily be the main crew, but you would see him a lot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially with things like opening scenes in the mess hall or what have you. You know, the main characters are figuring out some sort of a problem over coffee. You see him back there, and then he doesn't necessarily get his own story more often than not. But he's there, and we know he's there. He's kind of like Guinan, maybe. Or maybe he even becomes the Guinan, where like people ask him for Ooh. advice or something like that. Maybe, I know that w- when we first saw Chell, he wasn't exactly a guy who had his head on his shoulders. But maybe this guy goes through a lot of growth. Maybe so. Maybe this is the change that kind of gives him some purpose and mm-hmm. puts him on track. I could totally see that happening. And this would be a way for the writers to kind of reboot the Neelix character because there's a, even though I love Neelix and, and everything like that, I think a lot of people didn't. A lot of people have equated him to the Jar Jar of the Star Trek universe, but this could be a way for them to have the funny looking alien who's jovial and everything like that, but make him less quote unquote annoying as many fans have, have said. Which makes me wonder about possible fan reaction had Tuvok stayed. I honestly think back then... The response would have been more positive than not. You mean Tuvix stayed? Tuvix, yes. Sorry. I don't think Tuvok was necessarily the most popular character. Neelix was certainly not the most popular character. You get rid of two people that maybe are not that great with the audience and make somebody who... I mean, he definitely had more personality, Tuvix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I honestly think people would say, oh, this is a really good move. Now, in hindsight, I'm not so sure, but in the moment... 
I have a feeling the reception was going to be very positive had something like this actually gone through. I think so too. I think this would have been pretty interesting. There would have been a lot of complaints. I think a lot of people would have lamented the passing of Tuvok and Neelix. I, absolutely. As, as much as you have that vocal minority of people who hated Neelix or thought that Tuvok was too wooden, they're still beloved characters. They're still a part of the Star Trek continuum. And yes. so there's going to be like, I would be upset if that happened. I would be one of those people who would be like, no, 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 bring me Tuvok back, bring me Neelix back. But I would have made my peace with it eventually. And I think from a writer's perspective, you might want to ease him into it. You would want to ease the character into it. You, want to, you wouldn't want to be all in your face with, here's Tuvix. We're just going to shove him down your throat like they did with Seven. I think at this point in time, if this actually happened, I don't think he would be the main character for at least four episodes. Yeah, I do think if they had Tuvix, this would be the, oh my God, they did that moment. And then you'd have to kind of let the audience absorb the shock. Yes, yes, absorb the shock. I think that's a great way to put it. And if you kept him in the background, not like as an extra, but as a background character who just has a couple of lines here and there for a couple of episodes, people would realize, oh, they're serious about this. This isn't a stunt. Right, he's not going away. And then, yeah, a few episodes later, then maybe kind of give us a bit of a progress report. How are things going? Do a story centered around him. Mm-hmm. And and but then all the while, yeah, leading up to that, we are reminded, yes, he's on the bridge, he's there, he is here to stay, and then we get to know him a little better. But I think, especially in 1996, we would have needed that time because, like you said, Seven of Nine got shoved down our throats. Kess has her abrupt exit, then here's Seven of Nine, and we're going to do Seven of Nine episodes two thirds of the time. I wonder about this now. What season was Two Vixen again? Two. Two. Okay, I forgot it was that early. So. We still have a season and a half left of Kess. Yes. Here's the thing, though. Since we're just talking about from an in-world perspective, I wonder how that would play out. How would Kess be affected? Because, I mean, the two right. people closest to her were Tuvok and Neelix. Absolutely. So this is going to be a huge part of, I think, the Tuvix dynamic is Kess. Because she was so close to both, this is going to affect her profoundly. I think everybody wants to know this question. Do you think... Kess would eventually end up with Tuvix or would she stick to her guns and say, no, I was in love with Neelix. I respected Tuvok. You are neither to me and I'm going to move forward. What do you think about that? I think for Kess, the fact that Tuvix is both of those people and thus his own individual personality is too weird. Mm -hmm. It's, It's too much. And she, I think if I were writing her, I would say, no, I would much rather see those two develop a really deep and complex friendship. But a romance, no, it's time to move on. I'm 100% with you. I do not think a romance would happen. I think this would be a way to cut that off and move forward. And on top of that, I'm going to double down. If this happened, I think I have a strong case to argue that Tom and Bellana would never happen because Tom and Kess would. Ooh, you think they would go there? Because, I mean, they sort of resolved things after the spaghetti fight, You know, Neelix and Tom buried the hatchet, but does that mean that Tom's feelings for Kess, what were there, are gone? I don't think so. So then you're reopening that can of worms. I don't know if that would be a popular choice, honestly, among for the audience. I think it would happen. Honestly, I think it would happen. I think this is, I don't know if they would end up together, but I think they would definitely flirt with the idea, have a couple of dates, maybe get Tuvix's input. Is he jealous? Does he have 
Neelix's jealousy, or does Tuvok's cool-headedness trump Neelix's green-eyed monster? I think that would be a very cool scenario that ultimately would result in him being okay with it because he's an evolved being because of the Vulcanness. And then I'm going to take it a step further because this whole trickle-down thing, I think that with Kess with Tom and that not really helping Bolana and Tom get together, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, tell me if I'm crazy, (laughs) but what if Tuvix flirted around with Bolana? Oh my God. But here's, here's my reasoning, and I'm not saying it's a good idea, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, I'm just saying it's a possibility. They both fight with dual personality. Yeah, that's true. That is a connection they could make. You're absolutely right. Now, personality-wise, though, I'm just really wondering if and how they would really mesh. Like, I'm wondering, if is this friend zone territory or is this really good fodder for romance? I'm not so sure about the latter. I think you're right because I wanted to pose the question. Posing the question doesn't mean I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I just think it's something that the writers would have to think about. And I like the idea of trying a romance that doesn't happen. Mm, just playing with the idea. I love the idea of this happening, of them playing around with it. But then Tuvix thinks that because of this duality in nature, that he has a connection with Balana. But then he realizes that, oh, this is really just a camaraderie. We can bond over this, but not necessarily romantically. Yeah, okay, that works really well. And that really kind of helps them make a personal connection. Maybe that leads also to a really good friendship. But my brain is still way back on Tom and Kess and how that romance would play out, if it would play out. Because you and I both are, I would say we ship Tom and Bellana. We like that romance. Oh, yeah. I love it. I I would hate for that to be interrupted. (laughs) But I do wonder, I don't know, would that actually help the Kess character possibly? Or is that just retreating on territory that they sort of went there but didn't? And, oh, God, we're going to do this again. Well, I think we saw that alternate future where they have children together. And I feel like we've already seen it work and we've already seen what it would look like. I think we would just see that play out. Well, then, yeah, then things are just going to start getting weird on Voyager because then Tom's going to be Harry's... He would be his father-in-law. Yeah, his father-in-law. And and we're going to have some weird familial hierarchy because of shortened Ocampan lifespans. I don't know if I necessarily want to see that for the rest of the seven years. One episode was more than enough. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean that it has to happen for the entire seven years. It doesn't mean that they that they do have to have kids. I think we just see the direction that it's going, but we could see it not happen. We could see them stop. Like Maybe we have a storyline where they both secretly wanted this. Well, like, well, Tom, not so secretly, but Kess... <laughs> realized it about herself that she absolutely wanted to pursue a relationship with Tom. It was always there, but Neelix was always in the way and she was loyal to Neelix and she would never cheat on him. But with Neelix gone, she's free to explore those feelings and they do maybe have it last a year, maybe less, or maybe that's where when Kesk is gone, you know, like she has to leave. Maybe that's the end of the relationship. Oh, okay. Now that maybe could be a heartbreaker. Yeah. Because then maybe they've built enough of a relationship to where we actually want to see it last. And then, boom, she's gone. Now, okay, now that that could be really interesting. And, you know, the other thing I think that might lead into a relationship is maybe Tom is helping Kess process the feelings that she has. I mean, she's dealing with the loss of Tuvok and Neelix. She's 
confiding a lot maybe in Tom and maybe that's how they re-spark it. Written properly, I could see that leading to a romance and it wouldn't suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you, you can cut out some of the corny stuff and make it feel fairly natural and relatable and I could see it working. No this might sound silly or it might sound like a cheat, but one thing that I think would be relatively unchanged, relatively, relatively, uh-huh. would be Janeway's relationship with Tuvix. I think Janeway mm. would ultimately embrace Tuvix and use him and see him as the sounding board that Tuvok always was. You know, I agree with that because she didn't necessarily... I think have the same kind of implicit trust in Neelix the way she does with Tuvok because they didn't have as long of a history, but she would consult with both of them mm-hmm. for yeah. on different things, but together, yeah, I definitely see how that potential works and it would be kind of interesting to see the differences between how she and Tuvix relate as opposed to how maybe she would ask things of Tuvok. Or And usually Neelix is the one who just butts in and says, hey, Captain, look out for this. So no. maybe there's a little bit of a, a merging there where maybe Tuvix is a little more inclined to speak before he's asked and say, Captain, in the ready room, we got to talk about this real quick. Yeah. Something of that nature. I think it would work. I think it would be... Because you're right. She goes to both of them for advice. Yeah. Tuvok was always there. And Neelix, no matter how crazy he is, he was there to support you. No matter how he felt about the situation, he was... That's just it. Yeah, he definitely had, you know, everybody's best interests in mind. It's just, I I think Tuvix would be a little more assertive. But with the wisdom and the well-thought ideas of Tuvok. I would love to see... A storyline down the road, years from now, not season seven, but maybe season five, where Tuvix starts to develop serious health problems. Ooh, because of the merging? Because of the merging. Like, this was something Mm. that, like, this is something that we don't really see too much in science fiction or in fantasy novels and everything like that, where some crazy thing happens. Like, even look at superheroes. Like, I once saw a post where it was, what would be the realistic side effects of some of these superheroes? And Uh it said, like, if the Hulk went through that kind of gamma radiation, he would have constant headaches. Something like that. Something little Ooh. like that that we don't think about. Or like if you have a, a real-life Iron Man, he would have blood poisoning. And so he would constantly be having to take pills all the time. You know, stuff like that. You know, uh-huh. somebody actually like a physician or somebody with a scientific mind went through and figured out what kind of side effects there would be. Now, obviously, it's fantasy, it's sci-fi, it's superheroes. They can just say, oh, thanks to the blah, 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 I don't have to do this. But with Tuvix, just because he blended once and was fine for a couple weeks, it doesn't mean that he's going to be perfect for the rest of his life. Like, what does that lifespan look like? We assume that Talaxian lifespan is like ours, you know, 90 years, maybe something like that. But with Vulcans, they last hundreds of years so is he longer than a than a Vulcan? Does he have a lifespan shorter than a Vulcan? Does he have the brain of a Vulcan? Does he have the tendencies of a Talaxin? We don't know. So how does that merge on a molecular level with his health? And so I would love to see a medical storyline where he is just falling apart. We also have to remember there's that orchid involved. Does that maybe screw some things up? I think that could easily be the impetus of the situation where it's just like, oh, the orchid is dying. Or something like right? that. <laughs> yeah, and suddenly his organs are starting to fail. That is a really, really good idea. I didn't think about that at all. 
and you're right, we never really see this in sci-fi. I would love to see long-term consequences. That, yeah, at first everything seems hunky-dory, nothing's ever going to bother him, and then all of a sudden, oh no, what's happening to Tuvix? Mm-hmm. And then maybe he has to constantly maintain things with the doctor. He's constantly having to regulate. Maybe his immune system is compromised. He's constantly fighting things off, or maybe he's just more vulnerable. So when he goes on away missions, he's got to be really careful. There's got to be some sort of adjustments. And that would be a cool thing to portray. I think so too. I think it's, uh, like you said, we we don't always get long lasting effects. Like even, oh, also something that just popped into my head. How many lungs does he have? (laughs) That's a really good question because is he maybe... Is Tuvok making up for the one that Neelix gave to Kess? Yeah. We don't know. Oh, there's all sorts of possibilities here. I think it's kind of how we constantly talked about Seven's medical condition because she was transitioning from Borg drone to to human. I think we would kind of get that with Tuvix, where after this crazy thing happened in season five, we would have regular updates. Now, do we want to be really mean and give him a vastly abbreviated lifespan? I mean... He's not going to live nearly as long as if he'd never become Tuvix. I don't know if I want to do that, but I will skip to the end and ask you about something. Okay. I thought it would be interesting if you know how we talked about the writer's easy way out. Yeah. With Janeway's moral dilemma. What if in Endgame, Tuvix sacrifices himself in order to get them home or help get them home? And his body is severely damaged. And that's when we get the out where Doc says, with him like this, I can totally separate and bring back Neelix and Tuvok. Hmm. Would we care would at we? that point about Tuvok and Neelix by season seven? Because we would have had just about five years with right. Tuvix. I wonder. I, I'm, I'm just asking the question. So like, would it be worth it? Would it be interesting? Would we like that the character had a sacrificial out? Would we find it really fascinating to see Tim Russ and Ethan Phillips again at the last moment, just as like a fan hello? Or would we be angry because we're like, no, we spent more time with Tuvix. And so we want Tuvix to survive. We want Tuvix to live. You know what? I want to make one slight modification. Maybe we don't do that in Endgame because there's no time to kind of like, get reacquainted with Tuvok and Neelix. What would be really interesting if going down this path, there's a lot of aftermath involved. Mm -hmm. We as an audience would be mourning the death of Tuvix. And then we have to get to know Tuvok and Neelix again. And so do they. They have to re-get to know themselves as separate beings because they have the shared experience, the shared memories of being Tuvix. And then Mm -hmm. how do they relate to the crew again? It's almost like they have to start over. So what if this, that medical situation that happened, what if that happened in season five or season six or something like that? And that's actually what happens. He splits, like the doctor can't fix him. And the only way to keep him alive is to split him into Tuvok and Neelix again. Again, this would never happen in in, in, <laughs> no. in the 90s in television, no. but this is our show. What would that be like if we got Tuvok and Neelix back for the last season and a half or last two seasons? Oh my gosh, because yeah, Neelix doesn't have a job when he comes back because Chell has already taken over. So then who is he? What is he? We kind of saw Mm -hmm. him go through that crisis on the show once he realized the Voyager was leaving the space that he knew like, okay, what purpose can I serve on this ship? This could be a a huge existential crisis for him. And Mm -hmm. then Tuvok, I would love to see him miss 
being Tuvix or just the camaraderie with Neelix, just knowing who that person is missing a part of himself. I would see them hang out all the time. Probably, yeah. It would be one of those periods where they just, maybe they go through. I would love to explore the psychological trauma of being conjoined for that long and then maintaining your memories and losing your identity, but then getting it back again. I know it's sounding a lot like Seven here, but (laughs) I would love to see how they react to that. Do they have to go through counseling? What kind of relationship do Tuvok and Neelix have? I could see them, don't take this the wrong way, but I could see them living together for a while. They have such massive separation anxiety. Well, and then here's the other thing is Tuvix had his own quarters. They have to realize, oh, we have one room. Maybe they decide to initially stay together. Would they eventually get their own quarters? well, I, I would hate for it to just be like a rooming scenario, you know, where they're just like, oh, we're out of bunks. You know, I would love it to be. But no, wouldn't that be interesting? They both go to their quarters and realize. Oh, oh OK. I see what you're saying now. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Now. Like this is both of our living space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they, it, it's kind of weird for them because it makes them question, should it be? I would love to see that where they go from an annoyed relationship downright hated relationship where Tuvok just couldn't stand Neelix and just didn't want to be around him to the point where they are as thick as thieves and need each other almost to function Yeah. as they move forward. And I would love to see Tuvok freely admit that in his own Vulcan way. I think that would be a very interesting journey. It really would. It would be complex. It would be painstaking, especially for Tuvok. That would be a huge revelation for him. We're talking about some serious trauma. I really do hope there is a counselor on the ship somewhere. Because <laughs> I want mandatory therapy for both of these guys. Absolutely, yeah. I think you could potentially see, I think the doctor would take that role where he would like download a whole bunch of stuff into his program. You're right. And then we would see we would see sessions between the three of them. Yeah, and it would be really weird because the doctor would just be really over the top about it. He would kind of do the Dr. Freud scenario where there's a couch and he's got a <laughs> pipe or something uh, yeah <laughs> just completely ridiculous i i would love to see that where like he overcorrects like he uh, totally looks like that and then he's they got both a fake walk beard in. yeah and they both walk in and tuvok and elix are just like can't we just please uh, yeah <laughs> like, c- can we not <laughs> <laughs> i would love to see tuvok say this so while tuvix is alive if we do go that route uh-huh. and bringing him in and, and taking him out does he have a romantic relationship? And if he does, who is it with? Mm. Is it with another crew person? Or is it with an alien? Or is he kind of celibate? Because half of him is married. Ooh, another good dilemma. What does Tuvix do about that? Does he stay loyal to his wife? Or is the fact that he's not fully Tuva kind of free him up mm-hmm. to explore new things? I mean, maybe that's a part of forging his own identity. If he does have another romance... Aside from maybe trying to see how things might work with Balana and then ultimately failing, I'm thinking Alien of the Week. You and I are very much in line. We're very much in tune this episode. We are. We're sharing the brainwaves. I'm so sorry. That's really scary for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. I think it would just be an Alien of the Week, but this would be a great opportunity for him to explore that question of, well, with Kess out of the picture, I'm no longer Neelix, a loyal because of Neelix, and... What does that mean with T'Pel? 
yeah. am I still loyal to Tapel? I'm not really Tuvok, but I am Tuvok. And would she blame me? Does, would she even see me as her husband? Right. I mean, is Tuvok dead to her? I would love to see him kind of explore that. And I think ultimately he would go for it. I think he would go for that relationship with that alien because you can logic yourself out of anything. Absolutely. You can just find a way to justify it and then you're good. I think that would happen. And and that also, it allows him to, when he interacts with this outside alien, he can talk about how he feels like an outsider where really like everybody has always known me as Neelix or Tuvok and I'm neither and I'm both. And so really the only person I can truly have an intimate relationship with is someone who didn't know me beforehand. Yeah. I think that is exactly the reason why he would go that route. Like you have only known me as Tuvix. And so you really know me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that would become important to Tuvix as a part of being his own individual persona. I think so too. I, I, I really do. And, and I mean, yes, there are a lot of parallels though to Tuvix and Seven of Nine, you know, the pursuit of individuality, who am I, what am I becoming, all of that, but in a very different way though. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, interesting, interesting question. Yeah. What about Naomi Wildman? Ooh, well, you know, I still think there could be a really good relationship there, but it might be just tempered with a little bit of logic. I think so, too. I think this would make him an even better godparent to Naomi because yeah. he has Tuvok's memories of... He's a father. He's fathered and raised several children, and Neelix never did, but Neelix was a good caretaker just because he's a caring soul, but Tuvok actually had the experience, and yeah. so this would be a... This yeah. is a win-win. I think so. So I don't think too much would change in no. that dynamic. No, I think you could have the same exact kind of relationship and maybe even a little bit better so that's good now final thought because i think we're kind of reaching a point where we've plotted out a pretty decent course of tuvix for the rest of the series and then splitting him back up (laughs) which i do wonder would that be the kind of the controversial moment again but in a different way where would the fans be split on whether people wanted that to happen or not because they love Tuvix so much, or, oh, I'm really glad they did that because I I really like Tuvok and Neelix, and it's cool to have them back. But final thought I want to know from you, in the end, would you have actually wanted this to happen? Which part? Tuvix staying or Tuvix splitting back up? Everything we just matched up here, if the course of the series happened just as we mapped it out in this episode, would you actually want it to happen, or would you want it the way that it did actually happen on the show? That's hard to answer because I think it's always fascinating to have what if scenarios and to talk about what could be. And I would love to have seen it. I wish we had a holodeck where we could just tell the computer, hey, show us the episodes if this happened. (laughs) Yeah, for real. But I don't know. I'm a big fan of Tuvok and Neelix. And so I would have preferred the way that it went down than the way that we're talking about. But if it did go down, if we were in the writer's room and they said, we got to keep Tuvix for X amount of reasons, I think it would be a very interesting journey. I think we brought up a lot of cool points. I think so too. I think we brought up some really cool ideas that we could do with Tuvix. And I really dig the way the dynamic would change with the crew. To be honest, I mean, there were underutilized characters on Voyager so I'm thinking if you consolidate down to one, at least for a little while, that might have actually done the show in good stead. 
because that frees up a little bit of time, I think, for everybody. You have maybe more for Chakotay to do. You develop Harry Kim a little more, but then you also have Tuvix. And I remember watching the show way back when, and I really did like Tuvix. I thought he was a very personable, outgoing, jovial character. And there was a part of me that was a little sad that he was going to be gone so soon, but I did at the same time understand why everything went down the way it did. So I would not have been completely opposed to this at all. I do think it might have made a more dynamic, much more dramatic Voyager series. Because just the characters don't really change a whole lot roster-wise on the show. They keep them stable because of things like actor contracts and the -the behind-the-scenes stuff more often than not. So, yeah, even though it never would have happened, it would have been really, really interesting. (laughs) Well, before we go, we have one more uh, round of business where uh, it's we have one more week left in our review contest where if you go to iTunes and write us a review, write Punch It, writing in Star Trek, a review and give us a rating and then send that to us either via email or via social media or Facebook or anything like that, you could be entered into, uh, you will be entered into to win a paperback book written by Dayton Ward about Star Trek Discovery called Drastic Measures. This is a, uh, a contest that we've been doing for a couple of weeks, and we're giving it away for free, and we just want you to have that chance to win. And how you can do that is, like we said, go to iTunes, give us a review, and then send us that review however you deem necessary. That's right. And just want to note, the contest ends April 20th. We're releasing this episode April 19th. So if you're hearing this like right now and you haven't gotten your review and do it now, don't delay before it's too late. Because on the 20th, entries close, we announce the winner. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe. And as we talked about at the top of the show, go to GoFundMe.com slash The Nerd Party. Give if you can, donate if you can, or spread the word if you can. And next week, we're going to punch it even harder. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.